Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Thousands of uh, students across the country have just staged a walkout over issues they say aren't being resolved. They're protesting about the state of student accommodation and the cost of education during the cost of living crisis. Thousands of students stood up from their desks uh, just an hour ago um, and left class. They say they want changes made and they're trying to get uh, the government's attention. So, do they think it's worked? Let's try and find out. I'm joined on the line now by uh, TU Dublin Students' Union President Brian uh, Jordan. Uh, Brian, good afternoon and welcome to News Talk. Oh, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. So, Brian, what is this all about? Why uh, the walkout an hour ago? So, we are basically protesting the cost of living crisis, but as well the student accommodation crisis. So, we have found that students are just not able to afford accommodation, let alone even they find accommodation. We have students who are essentially traveling from, you know, Mayo or Kerry to come to college and then they're having to pick and choose what days they come in or they're couch surfing on the day that they do and they're deferring courses because they can't actually afford to come in the first place. And we're protesting because we feel the government's continuously neglected to actually put in, you know, an act lasting change. As we've even seen with, you know, the budget, the tokenistic one thousand euro decrease in contribution charge, but that doesn't do anything the students have already deferred. It doesn't tackle the actual accommodation crisis. And it doesn't help students in future years. But I'm sure, you're not, I'm sure you're not going to refuse that. It's one small change, but it's not nearly enough compared to what we're looking for. Like, we're looking for them to uh, look for subsidising, you know, student accommodation to make sure it's actually affordable to build purpose-built student accommodation that they can actually afford. Also looking for them to actually put in legislation that protects renters' rights. We have students in digs who have no rights. They can be kicked out. You know, within a moment's notice, and that's, you know, when they're already paying upwards of, you know, say a thousand euro for a Monday to Thursday. And students are basically just being priced out of education. Okay, let's talk about the, uh, the accommodation crisis. Uh, the accommodation crisis isn't just affecting uh, students, but you obviously believe it's disproportionately affecting students. It affects the most vulnerable populations, and one of those in Ireland is students. We have a huge amount of students who are trying to get an education which is, you know, in my view, a basic human right. And yet they can't because they just cannot afford to, you know, say move to Dublin or they can't afford the tuition fees, they can't afford a contribution charge. And that's, you know, just very specific items. Then it's general cost of living crisis. You know, they can't afford food. They have to choose between, you know, food or electricity and things like that. We mentioned uh, the €1,000 reduction um, in the uh, charge for uh, college fees this year, which is obviously some help, I suppose. Um, But realistically, with a protest like this, you're obviously demanding immediate action. What immediate action can the government realistically take to help with the accommodation crisis? Well, first of all, yes, we're looking for the government to actually listen to the voices of students and take action. And we saw that in the masses today when students left class 11, 11 a.m. The turnout was absolutely insane. I've seen across every university, it is similar. We're looking for the government to basically enact the thing we're talking about. We can enact legislation to protect renters. That's something that is doable. As well, in terms of looking at long-lasting changes, we need to focus on getting purpose-built student accommodation that is affordable and subsidized. That way students can actually afford to live in it. Feels First of all, there's a lack of accommodation in general, but even if it's available, if it's over a thousand a month, students can't afford that. And then the students who are trying to work, you know, 35 hours a week, but they're also trying to do a full-time course, and then they're also commuting, and it's just completely impossible. Is it worse? Well, obviously, in terms of the cost of living crisis, it is worse uh, this year than any previous year. But how, how much worse is it this year? 
I mean, the amount of queries that we're receiving at our advice service has gone up exponentially into accommodation. We've heard more and more anecdotal stories in the last few weeks alone than I would have heard in previous four years of my degree. Like we've heard of students who are living in hostels or actually literally today at the protest, I was talking to a student a few minutes ago who told me that they have a friend who's spending 200 euro a night to stay in a hotel once a week just so they can go to the mandatory labs and they're missing everything else because they just cannot find anything. And somebody like that, are they able to avail of, of online tutorials or is that just not feasible anymore? I mean, there's certain lecturers who will record lectures and have things online. There's certain, some who won't to insist on him face-to-face. Things like laboratories, you have to attend. There's practical, things like that. And as well, if you look at courses like social care that are you know, regulated by KORU, they have, they have mandatory attendance. They have to be there. So there are students who would not be able to study the course if they want to because they just cannot commute to Dublin or for accommodation. And that's speaking about Dublin, whatever. Maybe if they're going to Cork from Dublin, the same issue applies. It is national. I mentioned uh, the, the, the protest today and obviously you're demanding uh, immediate action. Realistically, though, um, is there much the government can do to help this year's um, uh, students? I mean, they could look at abolishing the student contribution charge. They could look at reforming SUSE to make sure that it isn't excluding huge amounts of students. They can look at ways to subsidise various areas that have been affected by the inflation and cost of living crisis. There's so much more that can be done. And I think just you know, sitting back and saying, oh, well, nothing can be done. We shouldn't bother isn't going to solve anything. And students need help now. Their students have had to defer their courses because they just can't afford it. Okay, stay on the line there for one second, Brian, if you can, please. I want to go to uh, Carlo, and I've Mark Dunn on the line. He's the president of the Students' Union in uh, Carlo. Uh, Mark, you're obviously taking part in this protest yourself right now. Um, We have done this morning, yes, that's correct. Um, uh, Universal support? Good bit, all right, yeah. A good bit? Was it universal? What do you mean in that Did, Did all students take part? Majority of them did, and ones that couldn't stood in the corridor. It was backed up into the building, so we did have a fair amount, and ones that couldn't did show their support online. So quite a number of students, whoever was around, did. Okay. So tell me what you're hearing from uh, students who would have taken part in the protest today about the way in which they're being affected and what they want to see being done. Yeah, so like I had a number of students come up to me there at the end and just said they're being affected because... Carlo um, is in a unique position in the sense that it doesn't have its own on-campus accommodation. So students have to look at the private rental market because our biggest issue above everything else is accommodation. And we're hearing stories of students that are commuting two and a half hours to college and back every day. And that obviously, it puts a strain on things like, you know, their pocket for fuel and things like that. But they're, they're crying out for purpose-built student accommodation, but it's just not there. Um, and the, the, the point that I'd like to make, and I raise this when I give a speech there, is that this is, if I'm correct in saying this, it's the third consecutive budget where there's been no mention by the government of any investment in purpose-built student accommodation. And that's obviously something that uh, needs to happen. But as I uh, said to uh, Brian a moment ago, it's not going to happen next week or the week after. Unfortunately not, no. But it, it is definitely a direction that we're kind of pushing the government in like it's definitely something that they need to kind of do something about because like that this is three years now and it's probably longer but just for the reference of of what was said um in the doll recently like this is the third time that they've not actually addressed it so it's just a matter of kind of getting that 
push on it to do something about it because obviously everybody in, in the country is affected by housing in some way but students in particular are in a very bad position um, and especially in Carlo where we don't have any on-campus accommodation at all um, And is, to, is there any student accommodation at all in Carlo? There is but it's not provided by the college like if you look at Waterford which would be part of SETU as well Waterford when it was formerly WIT they have their own on-campus accommodation whereas Carlo doesn't Okay, so in the budget, we did see some help for uh, students with the uh, reduction, the €1,000 reduction in college fees, uh, which, you know, some will argue is a, is a, a step in the right direction. Uh, obviously not enough um, if students all over the country uh, walked out of class today. No, it, it, it's definitely not enough. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, it's obviously good for the moment on a temporary basis, but... The one thing that I've been reminding people of is that this is only on a one-year basis. It's not a permanent thing. And what's been cried out for years for years now is that that reduction be permanent, but it's not. It's on a one-year basis to help with the cost of living. Um, and the fear that we have as a union is that that will rise again in, say, two years' time or something. Um, it, is, it is definitely good in the short term, but the long term, no. And it's not quite meeting what we're asking for. All right, stay with me for a moment. I want to go to uh, UCC in Cork and the Students' Union president there is Asha Woodhouse. Uh, Asha, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. So uh, UCC uh, joined this protest as well today. In fact, it seems uh, that every college in the country did. Yes, we did indeed. We had students walking out um, all over multiple campus locations today. So what are you hearing uh, in UCC from students about what they want to see being done by uh, the government? Well, I suppose we uh, we had a number of students actually volunteer during our walkout to, to speak to the crowd. Um, and there were some harrowing stories there. You know, the students who are, you know, Susie's not cutting it for them. They can't find anywhere to live. There was one student who's working in a hotel that has loads of students living in it. You know, it's just ridiculous. Um, the students that can't afford their bills. And, you know, they've already spent their budget for the month. And it's like, you know, we're not even near the end of the month yet. Um, so that's we're really getting a sense that students are really just sick of what's going on. Um, and they're just not happy anymore, you know, in terms of it, it shouldn't be a struggle. Being a student should be a good time in your life. It, you know, you shouldn't have all these other stresses. College can be difficult enough. There are those that will say, uh, unfortunately, at this moment, um, life and living and the cost of living is a struggle for all of us, not just students. Yes, definitely. And they're right to say that, you know, and we definitely think that there's measures that need to be taken that can benefit both students and the general public. And of course, when we say that this impacts students, it's impacting them and their families. You know, there's uh, parents that are having to take out loans to put their kids through college. And that's just no way for people to be uh, living their lives. And it just reflects a government and society that don't value education and value young people that want to get educated and go back out into the workforce and contribute to society. Let's talk about Cork specifically and uh, accommodation in uh, Cork. There's quite an amount of of student accommodation in Cork, uh, but obviously not enough. Well, the issue in Cork is maybe a bit unique to other places in that we don't have an issue with supply. There's a lot of new complexes that have shot up in recent months. Um, however, some of them have actually had serious delays, which has stopped them from coming live and having students moving in, which has caused issues. But um, the issue is that students can't afford them. You know, a lot of these luxury private accommodation complexes are a thousand euros upwards a month. 
which actually, if you take the context of the thousand euro reduction in the contribution charge, that for most students today is a one month rent. You know, it's not a massive help in any shape or form. And to be honest, that money is just going into a private developer's back pocket anyway. OK, so but, but put, put that in context for me. Uh, to some people, a thousand euro a month doesn't sound overly expensive. Um, put that in context in terms of Cork rents uh, where they would have been, say, two or three years ago. Two or three years ago, you'd be looking at maybe 500 euros uh, a month, you know, and then maybe another 50 on top of that with your bills would kind of be the average back then. Um, you know, we, we actually looked at the numbers in 2017, which would have been a good bit before COVID hit and stuff to kind of uh, look at what levels uh, we think that um, accommodation should be at. And the prices have been increasing way above the rate of inflation, which is just ludicrous. Okay, so... Sorry, you, you would like to see the state um, subsidising that down to that sort of level again or somewhere in between? Well, first off, I suppose, with the, with the university and public-owned purpose of student accommodation, we want to see the state invest in that and subsidise it. So that will bring the cost down. Because what's happening now is that even with university-owned accommodation, when they're building, the cost of inflation and, and the construction costs have just gone out of control. So uh, new uh, accommodation coming on live is costing €900 Euros upwards a month just to uh, service the loans because the state don't uh, provide any support for servicing loans for higher education institutions. So we first want to see that um, as one solution. Then uh, outside of that, because obviously there's a lot of students uh, renting in the private market, we want to see rent caps implemented and rent reductions. And we want these rents to just be reduced to what the uh, legally required increases are. If you go back to 2017 and you uh, and you adjust those numbers by the two percent rent pressure zone increase allowed per year, that would bring us up to about you know about the 600 mark. So that's what we want to see. We just want that rent increases to be in line with what is legally allowed. Okay, now, uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening will be shocked to hear that uh, rate of increase in a three or four year uh, period, a 100% increase in, in rents in Cork for students. Stay with me for a second because I want to just go back to uh, Brian Jordan from uh, TU in Dublin. Uh, Brian, in terms of, of private rents in, in Dublin or just rents for students in general, have they increased at that sort of a rate in Dublin as well? They've, they've increased exponentially over the last few years. I'd say it's actually quite similar to Cork in a situation where we're seeing a massive, massive statistical percentage increase. Like there are students who are paying well over a thousand euro a month, and that's not for even for luxury accommodation. A lot of cases in Dublin because it's not available. It's for digs where you're in like Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday, and there's restrictions based on whether you can even use you know the kitchen after six or seven p.m. and things like that. It really sounds like a, a, a difficult year for uh, students. So this this protest has taken place uh, today. It was at 11 minutes past 11. Students all over the country walked out. What next, uh, Brian? Do you think this will get attention? It's certainly being talked about today, but will will anything happen and will there be more protests? Well, it's already been discussed in the doll. I know uh, someone brought it up there recently, <laughs> which I thought was exceptional. So they are aware of it. Uh, we've had TDs, we've had reporters coming on site today to talk to us. So I think it has worked quite well. We've had thousands of students across every campus. So I don't see how this could possibly be ignored, especially when it resonates with not just students, but their families and then people in general, because we are fighting for the cost of the crisis, which does affect every single person in Ireland. And if it's not listened to, we will keep protesting and we will keep fighting until change happens. 
Uh, Brian Jordan, Asher Woodhouse and Mark Dunn, thank you very much, all of you, for uh, joining us on Lunchtime Live. And obviously we will keep on top of uh, that story. And if there are further uh, protests, we will discuss it here on News Talk in the coming weeks. This is Lunchtime Live. Fancy winning a bit of money? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.